Hello, I'm Robert Pallas, and you're listening to Cut Talks. Double G U double T. So, when did you start working on this? We have been involved uh, since early this year. So the whole project is rather new. How many companies are working on that? Uh, the general procurement, I think, was uh, participated by 24 different companies in Estonia, including mm-hmm. all the powerhouses that we have here. Uh, but uh, the way it works is in mini procurements. So most of the mini procurements don't have uh, all of the companies participating. In fact, it's just a few few companies that take part in those uh small bites. And what is the major challenge you're facing at the moment in this project? Uh, the whole infrastructure complexity obviously is uh, rather high because the amount of companies and amount of people working together have all contributed to this open development platform stack, which uh, has become a lot of information. And then uh, now to pull it all together and deploy it, uh, make it work. It, I mean, it's a project that is already live and people are already using it. Uh, but uh, the amount of complexity is growing uh, rapidly. So to manage that on the deadlines and keeping everybody happy, that is the challenge uh, more so for the government than for us. But uh, we, we, we are feeling the challenges as well. Yeah, because I guess there are lots of gray areas and then either everyone contributes or no one contributes because it's so great. This takes time, I guess, just to decide, okay, who's doing what, right? in a certain way. The other question here is, how is it helping? Like, how is the fact that everything is pretty much uh, digital in Estonia, right? And everything is integrated. Um, And going back to Callum's episode, so if if you haven't listened to it, just listen to it to know what we're talking about somehow. (laughs) So I'm just telling everyone where we talk about the integration of like the hospital with the government, with the bank, with the school, like everything's integrated, which goes back a bit to the uh, example you've given, right? If like I want it like to build on my land, which piece of land it knows it already. But the fact that everything is digital is making it somehow, I'm not going to say easy, but a bit easier. Let's say you were to do that in another country where none of this exists. How would you have started? Mm, but, well, indeed, a lot of the things that Estonia already has are prerequisite. And the uh, first one is uh, secure digital identity. So... If you don't have a digital identity in the country, that's where I would need to start. But uh, to really deploy nationwide system where everybody has uh, some sort of way to authenticate to the government, it goes past uh, technical challenges, obviously. And for a smaller country like Estonia, where we started from scratch uh, a little more than 30 years ago, we didn't have any infrastructure that just uh, went uh, correctly because we had the right people in the right seats to make the good decisions. Uh, They obviously didn't see everything that is going to happen and uh, how some of those things are going to be deployed. But we all carry uh, a smart uh, chip device, which has a private key on it, where we can uh, sign uh, our uh, documents, we can can sign uh, our wishes, and that way securely communicate with the government. So this is uh, something uh, that needs to exist for building out any really complex government informational systems on top of. But the other part is uh, X-Road. X-Road is kind of like a service bus where every government institution gives access to their uh, endpoints and uh, the data can be consumed from there. If the government entities don't make it available 
to access the information that they hold somewhere in their data centers. If they don't make them uh, available online uh, by any means, then uh, this kind of huge ecosystem where uh, stuff starts working together cannot be built either. So uh, in a way, we are uh, lucky because of some smart uh, decisions made before us that uh, we can even uh, think about building something like that. So I'm, I'm like, um, unfortunately, I'm not super optimistic about uh, larger governments being able to really copy what we are doing here, uh, but private institutions can because they can uh, navigate their ship uh, and turn it uh, much faster than governments can. Governments will have to get a buy-in from their people and they, it might just so happen that even uh, deploying digital identity to everybody will become impossible for a lot of countries. Yeah, I mean, Estonia is, is it 1.1 million or 1.3 million? We are like 1.3, 1.4, somewhere, somewhere in between that, yeah. Yeah, so that's why, as you said, started uh, 30 years ago, like building this whole digital society, a digital identity. And, and I mean, going back, yeah, to larger governance, I, going to back, you were saying, I would add to it, like the fact that lots of people will lose their jobs because they have uh, given sometimes jobs that are not really needed also, and also because of the corruption. Uh, so maybe that would not work for only, only for those reasons. Deep, forgetting about the complexity of some other like uh, things, but also infrastructure. So I guess you're lucky in that sense somehow to make things work. Just some might argue, I, I I don't know how do people perceive this in Estonia or I mean people who were born let's say thirty years ago, twenty years ago, right, whatever. Do they see this um, as a threat or as something great because they're just moving on with their lives and not wasting time where they don't need to? Because putting this in another country, they would say, no, I'm being tracked. I'm, I'm talking about the average citizen, right? How is it perceived? And how are you like keeping on improving it also? Because you said you're facing challenges. Well, I think Estonians are very spoiled in the way they uh, communicate with their government. I mean, uh, taxis have been online uh, over 20 years. Uh, elections are about the same. I don't even remember which one was first, but one of them was in the end of 90s already was the first pilot project to communicate with the government online with something that is really significant. And if there was an Estonian who, for some reason, uh, would uh, think that uh, their privacy is spoiled, uh, they can still do taxes on paper. They can still go to cast their vote for local and uh, government elections on spot, on an election booth, but, but they don't really because, okay. uh, because of the convenience. Yeah. And for me, like it's been for me the entire life that uh, I'm doing my taxes online and to really understand the position that I am in, I just need to talk to someone from the States uh, about doing their taxes. And uh, You shouldn't go uh, too far. You can just stay in Europe, I think, and you will be... <laughs> Probably, yeah. probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, in that sense, it's, you know, time is a big thing. And yeah, I mean, on the other side of Europe here, it's uh, it's a waste of time just doing your taxes and like taking an appointment or renewing a paper or stuff like that. So uh, I, I get you and you are spoiled indeed, as you said, <laughs> somehow. It starts with the gut. It ends with the gut. It's in your gut. Gut Talks. This is the end of this episode of this segment with Robert Pallas. Thanks for listening and watch out for the next one. Gut Talks.